Hey guys, I'm Kay, your Fargo Fit friend, and you're going to love this show. As a busy woman, I totally get when prioritizing yourself and your wellness seems like just another thing on your to-do list. I'm here to be that fit friend who's in your corner and who connects you with ways to live well and be well in every day. Tune in and discover tips, tricks, and resources to incorporate wellness into your busy lifestyle. So if you're like me, I get anxiety with even the thought of taking rest. Where the heck are we supposed to find the time, let alone getting through everything on our endless to-do list to bring in this idea of rest? Sadly, this is the normal way of thinking in today's culture. What if I told you that by taking rest, it can actually help you be more productive? Yes. I said it. Taking rest can help all of us be more productive, more joyful, and less hard on ourselves. By boosting rest in our day-to-day lifestyle, we can boost our efficiency and our productivity. So as I was checking my email this morning, I saw an email that came through that really struck me. And the timing of it couldn't have been more perfect. So I wanted to share a quote with you from that email. The email was a letter from Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a neuroscience doctor and the author of Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, which I highly recommend. And in her letter, she wrote, when we go into direct rest state, that is when we are intentional about relaxing, we enhance and increase our effectiveness and strength of our thinking, which allows us to be more productive and creative and less stressed and anxious. Rest is really like an insurance policy for our mind and brain, helping us become more resilient during tough times." End quote. You deserve to rest. We all do. And today's guest is here to share all the glorious benefits of rest. She's also going to share with us a method we can use in as little as 20 minutes a day to find rest. I don't know about you, but that sounds amazing especially with how hard it is to squeeze in some you time within the busyness of the day-to-day. Andrea Creechy Paradis' mission is to share the practice of Yoga Nidra. Andrea is a friend of mine, and she was on an episode of my previous podcast, The Wow Factor. Andrea is a hypnotherapist, yoga and meditation teacher, and energy worker. She's a dear friend of mine, and I love the work she does. Yoga Nidra also known as yoga sleep, is an effortless guided meditation practice of deep rest. It's a practice where there's no need to try, to use any kind of effort, or to work in any way. It's a practice of restoration, relaxation, and non-doing. And stay tuned for part two, a bonus episode where Andrea will be guiding us through a yoga nidra practice And the beautiful thing is, this practice will be available to you at any time. So stay tuned, get settled, and get comfy for this awesome two-part series with Andrea Creechy Paradis. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Fargo Fit Friend Podcast. And I have back for her sophomore episode, uh, first time on Fargo Fit Friend, but was uh, definitely on the wow factor on last season is Andrea Creechy Parody, and she is a yoga extraordinaire, I would call her, <laughs> a yo- great yoga instructor and um, hypnotherapist, and does a lot of great things in our community. 
Um, so welcome Andrea to Fargo Fit Friend. How is it going? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here again and talk to you again. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, we're going to be kind of diving into a little bit about uh, recapping. If you haven't listened to the uh, previous episode with Andrea, I'd love to, uh, Andrea, I'd love for you to share a bit about you and what you do. Yeah. So uh, I am a yoga teacher, yoga and meditation teacher, and a hypnotherapist and a body worker, energy worker, just a lot of great things. You know, one of my passions in yoga and meditation land is a practice called yoga nidra. And uh, so I'm excited to chat about that. And I'm just, you know, I just share it in different ways around the community. And anytime anybody wants to talk about yoga nidra, I am all for it. And I am super excited to have you because you are such an asset to the community with what you do. And yoga nidra is something that I have loved since I discovered it. And I think it's what I want. I'm really excited to share about it is um, the benefits to help lull you either, you know, back into a sleep or a restful, you know, restful place. And, um, I use it for, I struggle with insomnia, so I love to use it for mm. that. And, um, I want to definitely share with the audience too, that it's not like you're getting up and you're getting into a down dog when you're <laughs> in yoga nidra. It's very different, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, nidra means sleep. I think that gives a little clue of what we're doing in the practice. And so, yeah, you just lay there. I mean, I think that's a, uh, a misconception in the West that yoga, that yoga are all of these poses. But really, if we look at the system of yoga as a whole, those physical postures like down dog or warrior one or whatnot, the, that's such a small, small percentage of what yoga, what a yoga practice can be. You know, that's just one way of practicing yoga, but there are so many ways of of practicing it. And yoga nidra is one of them. And, you know, it's a yoga sleep time practice. And so you get to lay there, you get to lay there the entire time. Um, really, if you want, do want to sit up or even stand while you do the practice, I mean, that's fine too, but it's a practice where you definitely get to get comfy and cozy and lay there and do absolutely nothing at all. I love that. The sound of that is something I think we all need a little bit more of in life, especially yes. this time of year when we have anxiety about, you know, right now we're recording near the holidays and, you know, we have family coming into town. We have uh, cooking for big meals, like a lot of stress and a lot of, um, a lot of sleep disturbances come from, you know, some unwanted stress. So this can be a great way to just, even if it's just a 15 minute staying, uh, you know, in the practice, or if you need it during the night or to fall asleep as well. Can you share a little bit of the origins or like a little bit of background on yoga nidra? Sure. So yoga nidra is, you know, it's the name of the practice. It's what we call it. However, yoga nidra is also this state of being. And that state of being is talked about in some of those really, really old 
yoga texts. So one of them being the Mandukya Upanishad, which is written like uh, anywhere from like 800 to 500 BCE. They don't have like an exact time. Uh, Nidra is also talked about, it's personified, Nidra is personified uh, in a text called the Devi Mahatmya, and that's anywhere from like 400 to 600 CE. Um, and so the state of being is um, written about in those older texts. And then if we talk about the practice of yoga nidra or the system of how to get to the state of yoga nidra, that's, it, that's not written about in some of the yogic texts. You know, some of that is handed down orally and it's only within the past like hundred years or so that it was actually written about and um, taught more worldwide as a system. So there are a lot of different schools of thought of how to, what types of relaxation practices to do basically uh, to get to the state of yoga nidra, which is the state that isn't necessarily awake, but isn't necessarily asleep is somewhere past that state. Um, uh, so the, the system of thought is having it written about is relatively new, but the state of Nidra is very, very old. Just like hearing those, like the historic timeline of that. And just the fact that, you know, thinking about as man using the prefrontal cortex, you know, the state of being, being awareness of their, of self, being awareness of mm. consciousness, uh, that's a really, um, that's a really unique component. I really enjoy like the history and like kind of the, the mental part of that. Yeah. Um, and the, the whole system is looking at the layers of the self and, and through the systematic relaxation, getting through those different layers of the self to get to the center of, uh, which is the true self, capital S or spirit or soul or uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, and so getting through these layers of uh, like the layer of the body and the layer of our energy and the layer of our thoughts and our emotions and our wisdom layer. And, you know, just getting closer and closer and closer to that central place. Uh, and that's just a place of really deep rest, a place of pure peace and contentment. And um, uh, a lot of beautiful, magical things can happen the more you uh, buddy up to your true self and get closer to it. You know, I love how you describe the yoga nidra of, of what it is now. What can someone like say they've never tried it before and they're like, uh, I don't know if I would, I don't know what I'm feeling about this. What can someone expect to feel during a yoga nidra practice? So in every no yoga nidra practice that I've ever done, uh, and what I always tell people what they can uh, potentially expect is just a practice of deep, deep rest. It's just a deeply restful practice. And the reason why I love it is because, you know, it is so beginner friendly because there's nothing to do, you know, as long as you show up and you're there, you turn on the audio or you go to the class or whatever it may be, that's all you have to do because there's absolutely nothing to do. You can't do it wrong because there is nothing to do. It's simply having the willingness to show up to do the thing and to observe what comes and to start to step into this practice of not judging what comes or doesn't come to release expectations of 
needing to feel a certain way or have a certain experience. Um, so, you know, since there are no expectations, it can change from practice to practice. It's different from practice to practice. But the one thing that really does kind of travel through all the practices uh, is that it's deeply restful. And typically there is this wonderful sense of peace or just that sense of, you know, of just not doing something for a while. And, and I tend to feel that for myself when I do the practice and see that in others as well. Mm, I can totally agree <clears throat> as an avid yoga nidra practicer. I, <laughs> I uh, definitely feel that. And I love to use it for when you wake up in the middle of the night and you've got those racing thoughts and you just yeah. cannot for anything, get, get back to sleep. So uh, that is something that I practice, um, whether it's even gotten to the point where, you know, I, I, I will sometimes turn on a practice. Like I have some saved in Spotify, but I also just from memory now can mm -hmm. almost lull myself into one, which is a really beautiful thing is because you can become a teacher of self when, if you're practicing and doing something you, you, for a while, you can uh, start to just meditate on it yourself and use it when you need to at every, any given time. Yeah, totally. Nidra is a practice that's typically guided, right? Like you're listening to an audio practice. Um, uh, someone is taking you through it. However, they're, you know, all Nidras, even Nidras from different schools, like different lineages, they tend to follow a similar structure, right? And that's the structure of getting through those layers, like I mentioned before. And so once you've practiced a couple times or a couple months or, you know, however many times you start to pick up on like, oh, this is what happens first. And then this is what happens next. And then after that, I could do this or I could do that. And, and yeah, it, it's a completely different experience taking yourself through a Nidra practice. It's really fun. It, it is. It's something I just started kind of I guess it started out of my own laziness when I'm laying in bed and I like, forget. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get on my phone. I mean, isn't yeah. that funny? I'm so lazy, but then <laughs> I'll just start, you know, with some of the, they start the breath work. I mean, the breath work in itself is, has so many benefits to it. I feel yeah. like slowing down my yeah. system and yeah. Yeah. And since we're a culture of stress, we are a culture that unfortunately values stress and being busy. I do find with a lot of people, like what you've mentioned, that it helps people fall asleep because we are so busy all the time. Our brain is always going, we're always expected to be on. I find that Nidra for most people uh, helps quiet things down. So the body knows that it's safe to transition from that wakefulness or even from the alpha, the relaxed brain waves and down into theta or delta, the deep sleep. And so just having that guidance to quiet and uh, calm the mind, uh, you know, the mind doesn't necessarily get completely blank or whatnot, but just having that ability to quiet and focus on something, uh, you know, it does really help relax and help people fall asleep. The more you practice Nindra, however, it does start to give you energy. You know, it's meant to be energized when you energizing, 
when you uh, are going to sleep on your own, it takes about 90 minutes to go through a full sleep cycle. And because of the nature of yoga nidra, you can get through two, maybe three sleep cycles in like a 45 minute practice. So it that's part of the deep rest is that you're literally slowing down your brain waves and getting to mimic the Delta or deep sleep of deep sleep. I love that. Like that is something when I first, um, when, when you talked about this and then I've, you know, researched a little bit before that there is this ability to kind of mimic a sleep cycle or two or three in, in a short amount of time, which is really yes. great for, say you have to board a super early flight. You can practice if it's a 45 minute, you know, if you're hopping on that yeah. one to Minneapolis or, you know, hopping on that flight, it's a great mm-hmm. practice. You can, you know, put your earbuds in and practice and like find that deep rest. If you have like something going on, or if you simply have some, if you have a 30 minute window in your day and you feel yeah. like you didn't sleep well that night before, it'd be something you could practice. So, um, instead I love- of grabbing like another cup of coffee for mm-hmm. more caffeine at like two or three o'clock, which is like my more tired time during the day, instead of grabbing some, for some more caffeine, you can just do like a 15, 20 minute Nidra. And I, I always get that little boost to get me through the rest of the day, you know? It's, mm. it's very helpful. It's like a superpower cat nap, which is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I'd love to hear a little bit how kind of like backing it up a bit. How did you get, how did you fall in love? Like, how did you discover yoga nidra and what, um, and, and pursuit of, uh, learning how to teach it? Mm. Oh my. Um, yeah. So I first heard about yoga nidra uh, probably in about 2000, 2010, 2011 from, I think I read about it in a yoga journal magazine article. They talked about the practice of yoga nidra. I did my first yoga training in 2009 and, um, didn't yoga nidra really wasn't mentioned. It was mostly focusing on asana or the physical postures. So I read about it in yoga journal in about 2011 ish. And, um, it was like, oh, this is great. I want to share this. And so I did more research and started teaching it like at the end of my yoga classes for like 15, 20 minutes. And people just really seemed to like it. And then I went through my next yoga training in 2015, where we actually had a unit on Nidra. So I learned a little bit more and started practicing it more myself and started sharing it with others more. And then finally, um, you know, if there can be any kind of silver lining in this COVID time, all of these wonderful, amazing teachers uh, put their trainings online. And I was able to train virtually with a woman named Hillary Jackendoff, uh, based out of LA. And I did about a hundred hours of training with her. Oh gosh. When all this pandemic stuff started. So back in 2020, I don't know. So, uh, and then, you know, since throughout the pandemic, I've been practicing Nidra almost every single day. Uh, I miss a couple of days here and there, but really it is a lifesaver for me and keeps me grounded and steady and, um, able to show up fully for the clients I work with. And I, I just love it so much. I love that you, you know, you mentioned that uh, the practice, you know, when you, through the silver lining through COVID, cause I actually remember I was living in Texas in my RV um, when I was in Austin last year. Yeah. And it, you know, one of the things I noticed 
just like moving to a new community, especially one of that scale, as opposed to, you know, the Fargo size, uh, I was finding myself very lonely. And I remember when you had posted, you were going to have an online yoga ninja session. And I signed up for class and I lit some candles in my RV. My husband was out working and I think he was doing an overnight. And I remember practicing and I I think I fell asleep for, (laughs) I can't even remember, but I know I passed out um, uh-huh. three fourths into the, into the practice. And I just remember like, <laughs> I felt so peaceful and yeah. loved. I felt this sense of peace and rest. And after a big move like that, and, and then when you're mm. living in a, something that's on wheels, there is something kind of, um, unnerving about that in a weird way. So it was a really great grounding practice. So I thank you for that. It was awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. I think it's great. All of these virtual yoga nidra class opportunities, because I mean, in nidra, it's all about creating like your nidra nest that we call it, right? Like getting as comfy and cozy as possible. And you can certainly do that in a studio, but like I taught a nidra class last night and I sent an email to all the participants saying like, bring all your cozy things. So they were bringing like these bags with pillows and blankets and scars for their eyes. And, you know, sometimes it's just easier because you have all that stuff at home, right? And you could feel safe. A lot of times people feel safe and comfortable at home. And, you know, we can connect virtually so well that sometimes doing a virtual nidra is the way to go because then you're just ultra comfortable and heck you can be listening to the nidra, the nidra's done. And then you just roll over and go to sleep immediately after, <laughs> you know? Oh, it's wonderful. I love that. It's um, I'm really excited to kind of kind of share too with the, with the audience, Andrea here is going to be doing a yoga nidra with us for the next episode. And this is something that you can go to whenever you need a practice. Uh, so it's going to be available on the Fargo fit friend, which I'm so excited. I've got my nest kind of actually ready to go. Oh, awesome. That's great. (laughs) I've got my couch, so I'll probably go over there, (laughs) but I love it. Uh, So what is something like, you know, we are in the state of stress. And like you said, almost like a stress is looked at as a positive, like who could be the busiest, who could be the, you know, productive. What is some advice you have for that person who is definitely, um, in need of, uh, some rest, but isn't sure exactly how to, how to do that or how to feel that they can do that, that that's mm. allowed. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is such a challenging question because really, you know, people aren't going to start thinking about rest until they've either like burned out or it's, or this busyness just isn't working for them. And I, I do think there is this huge shift happening in our world right now where people are realizing that and they're looking at their values, uh, they're rechecking in with their values, you know, is working all the time, the most valuable thing for me, you know? And so I think that is happening a lot, but really it's just wanting to just do it just do it differently, you know, and just instead of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, remembering that we are not meant to be working beings. We're not meant for that to be everything that we are. We're meant to rest and relax and, um, uh, you know, disconnect from emails and texts and to have that kind of space. And, um, yeah, I just don't find too many, uh, 
I, I don't talk to a lot of people who are giving themselves permission because they think they should be doing more. And so just the first step is to just realize that we've been fed the story from capitalism. Don't get me started, but I'll go into it a little bit <laughs> that we should be producing constantly produce, produce, produce. And if you're not producing, you don't have value. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's just so harmful. And I mean, taking time to rest like this really will, will really help your health. You know, you'll just be healthier. Your immune system will be functioning well. You know, you will, you know, if, if we're going to put it this way, you will show up more clear and level-headed for work or for your family. Those little things uh, that would set you off before, it won't set you off as much with these deep resting practices like yoga nidra. So, I mean, it's, it'll help with your repair sleep cycles. If you're having issues sleeping, it, I mean, the list I could go on and on and on about what intentional rest like this, how, it, how it can help people. It's, it just really is, um, great for overall health and wellness and well-being. Mm, I love that. I couldn't have said it better. That's a beautiful, those are beautiful words. And that's, yeah. And and it's just, you know, just to ask yourself, like, what if, what if I gave myself permission to rest and to not do anything? I don't know about you, Kayla, but like, if I think about giving myself an opportunity to just not do something for a while, mm -hmm. that just sounds so good because I'm doing things constantly throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So just giving myself permission to lay down and not do anything and just rest. Oh, I just love the sound of that, that the sound of that just hits my heart, you know, and I'm just like, yes, I want to lay down and do nothing. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, this actually, it reminds me of a, you know, talk about reaching that burnout. It was me two weeks ago reached, mm. I you know, was heavy into like developing and doing all these great, great things, you know, great, productive, great things. But my body told me no. And I got, you know, a cold that was going around and I ended up with I was home for like two, three days mm. and I couldn't really do much. And in that rest time, it actually allowed my mind to reform and create a whole new pivot to a pivot that I needed in a project I was working on. Yeah. And if I hadn't had that rest and just kept going kind of like balls to the wall. Yeah. It, it just like you start you, it, when you're running on fumes, the production that you are doing isn't actually producing it like right quality. well and isn't that um isn't that too bad that we only let ourselves rest if we have totally depleted ourselves just absolutely completely we've depleted ourselves so much that our immune system is in the tank and we are just sick and so mm -hmm. So the body then at that point is like, Hey, you weren't listening to the fact that we needed rest earlier. So I'm going to mess you up and make you sick. So you have to lay down and close your eyes and sleep. You know, like it's the, the body going to overload and saying, Oh, we got to shut down now because we've overheated the system basically. And wouldn't it just be more kind to ourselves to give us to just take that permission to rest a little bit each day. It can be 15, 20 minutes. doesn't have to be very much or, or a couple times throughout the week or, you know, however often you can, however much you can. So you don't get to that critical limit point. Mm, that is so true that like, I, I've 
that is like in hindsight, I think about that too, is like, what could I learn from the experience I was in and take the rest before it gets to the point of, yeah, like complete body shutdown. Uh, so yeah. this, this is a beautiful way to do that. So I'm really excited to uh, dive into, to a practice. So, um, I love to ask a last question before, you know, wrapping up and before moving into our practice portion is, uh, what would you tell someone who's on the fence about, you know, taking and listening to the next episode and taking this in? Mm. I would say that you deserve to rest. Mm. You deserve to rest. You deserve to just chill out for 15 minutes and to not do anything at all. And really you will be serving yourself in so many ways to just take that opportunity to, uh, to just rest and not do a lick of anything. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So everyone you're, you're in for a treat of resting and recharging. I'm already feeling like this almost sense of like, I'm already falling into it. And cause I think I'm so excited to rest. Yeah. yeah heck yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening and be sure to tune into our very, the, the episode following this, where Andrea is going to lead us through a yoga nidra practice. If you guys like what you heard today, be sure to check out FargoFitFriend.com and hit the subscribe button. When you subscribe, you will have access to exclusive content, including my weekly newsletter, The Friday Five, which is a roundup of my favorite wellness tips, tricks, and resources that I discover each week. And I love to share good things that I find, especially when it comes to wellness. So definitely check it out and join the community. And thank you guys again for tuning in to Fargo Fit Friend, that friend in your corner, connecting you with all sorts of ways to live well and be well.